0: Hello, America. Welcome to the Common Sense Show. My name is Dave Hodges. I'm the host. And we are the show, Freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. And uh, we have a really good show for you today when we go to our guest segment with Scotty Sachs, who's a former Hollywood producer. I'll let him tell you about uh, his credentials. But he left because of all the immorality. He just couldn't take it anymore. Now he has a very successful radio show called Sovereign Radio. And we're going to explore a question. Are military White Hats going to rescue the country from what? Well, I'll tell you in just a minute. But first of all, I need to tell you this. We have a real dilemma financially. And if you've been following me on the YouTube channel at all, you know there's an economic crisis going on. And I've chose to center that there on YouTube. And we're going through a multi-part series covering several days. We, We talk about housing. We've talked about interest rates, student loans. All these things that are going to turn you into a feudal serf. And the reality is this, is that the banks begin to crumble, and they already are. They're going to hang on to your money because under the Dodd-Frank law 2010, they're allowed to do it. It's totally unconstitutional, totally illegal. But since when do we have any justice anymore? We don't. So what you need to know is that if you have a retirement, you need to get it the hell away from the bank. Excuse my French, but that's exactly the truth. You leave your money there with the retirement, they're going to gobble it up, and Noble Gold can help you move it, put it under your control, and back it by gold. Now, I want you to think about this. We have lost 85% of our dollar because of bankers. Noble Gold is representing with a product, gold, that's held its value consistently for 6,000 years. Which is the better deal? It's obvious, isn't it? Also, they can help you their bank account that's just as vulnerable as your retirement. In fact, what they'll do also, too, if you do a successful retirement conversion, they're going to give you a five-ounce silver America USA, America the Beautiful Coin. It's absolutely gorgeous, great keepsake, just a way of saying thank you. But the reason you do it is to save what you have earned from the clutches of the globalists that are making their move on us right now. So what I want you to do is to allow me to send you a free information packet DaveHodgesGold.com is where you go. DaveHodgesGold.com is where you go. And what do you do? You just fill out little information. We'll send it to you. No one's going to bug you. You get to look at it. And the number for Noble Gold, 877-646-5347. 877-646-5347 will be right there for you to look at, for you to call. And you can ask questions and get started. But by the way, be prepared to the fact that you're going to have to close your own deal. I know. How do I know? Because I'm a customer of Noble Gold. I'm not just an advertiser. I've been a customer for five years. Noble Gold is awesome. And I want to mean they are absolutely awesome. The federal government is going to make me give you this disclaimer. All investments are inherently risky and there's no guarantees. Well, we agree with that. Can I ask a question, though? Why aren't we issuing that warning for the banks that are irresponsible and a risk to having it in there? There are 4,200 banks that are at risk right now, according to Wise Research. 4,200 banks. They don't have the money to cover. They have 0.7% in the FDIC to cover bank accounts. You need to be your own insurance, and I just told you how to do it. 877-646-5347. 877-646-5347. Please do it today before it's too late. Um, We have such a good show for you today. I'm so excited about it, but i got to give you a disclaimer. A lot of us... And Paul Preston and I, everybody is getting information. Grid down coming, grid down coming. Well, I attended the uh, EarthX drill, EMP, grid down, very professional presentation. I made an hour-long summary of it. Now, they couldn't cover everything in an hour and 15, hour and 20 minutes, and I know that. But they fully admitted there are really gaps in our preparation and what we can do. And they talked about some of those gaps, some of the conflicts. It was interesting. It was not political. But they did make some allusions to central bank digital currency. That presentation is over on our YouTube channel. And I posted that on September 14th. Thursday, September 14th. You're going to want to look at it. This is really, really important. But on the other side of the coin, ladies and gentlemen, we're getting stories grid down on this date, grid down on that date. This is what they're going to do. Listen. Doug Thornton, my broadcast partner on the Doug and Dave Intel Report, you hear the show that we do once a week here. Doug from DHS Experience has said, grid down's coming. I agree with him. I totally agree with Doug on this, but but I don't know that we can affix a date, but I do think danger is near. So although some people predicted for September 14th, grid will be down. um, Okay. And then September 23rd, more of a permanent grid down. The one thing I can tell you is this. On October 4th, 2023 at 2 p.m. Eastern, the government's taking complete control of every computer screen, tablet, iPhone, cell phone, Android, you name it. They're taking control of it, and they'll decide what they want to put on your screen. They're calling it a national defense readiness drill. October 4th, 2 p.m. Eastern. I don't know what's going to come of this, but I'm telling you, they're, the globalists are desperate we have them on the run in Maui. We basically have forced Josh Green, the governor, Josh Gangreen, as I love to call him, because he acts like a gangster and he's part of the UN gang. So Josh Green has kind of gone into reclusiveness. Yeah, he can't keep his story straight. But anyway, long story short um, don't buy into setting dates. But know that danger is near, and make sure you have your food, water, guns, gold ammo. Hey, on to Scotty Sachs. Wonderful interview with this guy. Absolutely love the man. He's so knowledgeable, and he's asking the question, are military white hats going to save us from the bad guys? Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges back here with you, and uh, this is our guest segment. And, you know, we still remain the show Freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. But I've been chastised by our foreign listeners. So, yes, you're included, too. But in the legal process, I can't help you, but we are children of the same God, and we are fighting for freedom. And most of us just want to be left alone, and these bad guys just won't leave us alone. So certainly we welcome your participation here. And I'll just remind you people in New Zealand and Australia, wasn't I on your side during your brutal lockdowns? Didn't I take on your prime ministers? Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, so we're on the same side. Okay. So if I say America, include yourself as an honorary American when you come here. You can see we have uh, Scotty Sachs with us and, um, he has a really interesting background and we've been, uh, sharing information. I go on his show once a week that, uh, is called the Common Sense Minute, but, but, uh, it ends up being more than a minute. But, uh, Scotty, welcome to the show. And I, and I wanted to, to, to have my audience be brought up to speed
1: with your background because you got a really interesting background. Well, Dave, it's great to be here, and uh, it's really been good to have you on our new segment called The Common Sense Minute uh with Dave Hodges, and you're right, it's not been a minute at all. It's never been a minute, never was intended to be a minute, but <laughs> I'd hope to keep it about five, but Dave, you always come in with some great information, so thanks for returning the favor and being on your show today. Sure. Um Well, I've been, Dave, my background, 40 years in mainstream media. I've been playing in the belly of the beast for 40 years, uh, producing and syndicating TV and radio program, negotiating advertising and sponsorship deals. Uh, that's the, the bulk of my work these days. In years gone by, uh, sat in Hollywood, watched my dad produce TV. I followed in his footsteps, produced and syndicated some TV and radio programming, as I said. And Dave, over, the, over the years, um, heard some things from some pretty prominent people. They kind of characterize where we're at today. So I'd like to share a couple of those anecdotes. Sure. We put the two of those together. We'll understand why in 2023 we're sitting where we're at, because I think they're two very important um, premises. So Peter Jennings, 1989, I was sitting in an ABC event all alone with Peter Jennings, had the chance to uh, speak to him because it was the only table left in the room. Of a 1,000 people, and I came late, and Peter was sitting all by himself in the back of the room. He wanted to sequester himself from the crowd, but I had nowhere else to sit, so I sat down, started eating, and looked up, and oh my God, I'm sitting with Peter Jennings. My grandfather hated the man, just couldn't stand him, Dave, because my grandfather escaped a concentration camp. He thought Peter Jennings was an anti-Semitic, Jew-hating man, and he he thought he heard it in his broadcast. He thought he heard something in his broadcast that led my grandfather to believe he was anti Semitic. So I waited till Peter had four or five drinks in him. And I asked him, Peter, my grandfather did not like you at all. He even flicked a live cigar butt at you. He used to wad up paper, throw things at you. You know, he thought you were anti Semitic because he was sensitive, escaping from one of Hitler's concentration camps, he always thought uh, that you rubbed him the wrong way. What say you, Mr. Peter Jennings? And that's just how I asked him. He said, Scotty, your grandfather was a perceptive man. While I'm not anti-Semitic and am by no means a Jew hater, when I was a rookie reporter, I didn't get hotel rooms. I got a host family. My host family was an Arabic-Palestinian family. I broke bread with him for the better part of 18 months and began to sympathize with the Arabic-Palestinian cause. But part two of what he said, Dave, is a punchline here. He said, Scotty, doesn't matter what I think or what you think. I said, but you're Peter Jennings. You're the number one watch newscast in the world, let alone America in the world. You have more people watching your news at six o'clock than anybody in the world. What do you mean? It doesn't mean uh, doesn't matter what you mean. He said, "Scotty, let me tell you something. Everything you see and hear on TV and radio and reading the newspapers is a media construct and a narrative to fit an agenda." Peter Jennings admitted this to me after a few drinks. Whatever reason he was compelled to share it, Dave. Those were his words. It's a construct and a narrative. Everything we hear. So I, I asked him, "You mean the talking points?" That you read, do you read? Because he, he, he explained to me he got talking points every night. He got a script and he was just delivering the script. I said, so that script is not the news. He said, by no means. It's a narrative to fit an agenda. It's a construct. Fast forward two years. I'm syndicating a radio show for a great patriot named Johnny Cash. And we just cleared our 200 station. June Carter Cash, his wife and I were backstage some of their friends, she was thanking me for the work I was doing, bragging about 200 radio stations, and Scotty's doing the work Johnny won't do anymore because he won't work with the media and the music industry. So I asked June, why won't Johnny work with... Uh, first, I told her, thank you, June, because I'm 29 years old. I'm making a, a good buck, and I'm working with Peter. people like your husband, and he's introducing me to people like Kenny Rogers and all these great people Uh, But why won't your husband work with the media and the music industry? And I just negotiated the music rights to air on this radio show with his record label and cleared our 200 station. So she was thanking me profusely. And I had to ask her, June, why won't Johnny work with the media and the music business anymore? She leaned forward. She did one of these because they're all Luciferian satanic cabal scotty and johnny doesn't want to be around the satanists anymore that's a quote from june carter cash circa 1993 94 right around there so dave the point is if we take these two anecdotes we take a a mainstream media that's got a media construct and a narrative to fit an agenda and we know the world now is run by this luciferian cabal that june carter cash spoke of is it any wonder we're in the trick bag that we're no. in, when you combine no. those two things. No, I, I had a similar experience with
0: a New York Times reporter who was getting out, and I'm I'm not going to reveal his name publicly uh, uh because I don't want to bring him any problems. But he calls me with an agenda, and this is 2016, and he had read some of the stuff I had written about the election and Hillary Clinton. And the first he goes, "I'm such and such from the New York Times." I'd like to interview. And I said, yeah, let me have you call me back on this number. And and it was a Skype number with a dedicated recorder because I wanted to make sure if I'm dealing with mainstream media, it's going to get recorded. So he calls me back, and his first question was, um, are you still going to advocate for violence if Hillary Clinton wins? I said, where did you get that? I have never said that. And he says, well, I was told to ask you that. And I said, who told you that? My editor. And this was the second New York Times reporter I dealt with. The first one I dismissed. And I and I told him, if you say the things you're asking me in the affirmative, I've recorded this conversation and I will sue you. And I was surprised I got a second phone call. So here's this guy. And I'm thinking, man, these guys don't give up. So anyway, he he just says, well, I got to tell you something, Mr. Hodges. He said, this is probably my last interview. I can't take it anymore. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, you know, we like to say it's the news that's fit to print. He goes, it's the BS that's fit to print. He said, we don't tell the truth about anything. Everything is an agenda. And I was called to have an agenda with you. And he said, I read your stuff and nowhere do I see you're out of line, should be investigated. You're not advocating for violence. The strongest you've done is saying that Hillary Clinton should be investigated and criminally indicted if she's guilty of bleaching her computer. And I said, exactly. So I had this conversation with him. He goes on and on about the stories they fabricated. And and some of it was even nine eleven. I go, Whoa, whoa. And I said, Do you want to ever come on my show and talk about that? He goes, Not if I want to live to see tomorrow. <laughs> and and so I withdave.com. That's waterwithdave.com. Save $80 for a short time. I've had a similar revelation like that. and And, yeah, they're not all that way, but they get entrapped in the system. You know who else is like that, though? Carrie Lake walked away from her being a TV news anchor at Fox News 10 in Phoenix. Yeah. She was the number one draw for 27 years. Number one. And she just said, I can't lie to the people like this. And she walked away and ran for governor and got cheated.
1: So, Well, there are a few (laughs) few others who walked away, either by their own volition or otherwise. Look at Tucker. Look at Tucker's now. There's really feeling his oats and feeling free to speak his mind, isn't
0: he? Oh, my gosh. We we finally know Michelle is really
1: Michael. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Tucker wouldn't say half the things he's now saying. When he was on Fox, you know, and guys like Sean Hannity and Mark Levin, they can stick their toes up to the line, Dave, but they don't have the freedom you and I have to speak our mind no, no, they don't, but I've had when I was fighting against the McCain
0: Mafia for our property rights and that of my three hundred rural neighbors uh I got a real dose about the media um you you go against the 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 flow of high level politicians like the McCain Mafia. You know, I, I got a first. T- I got to be where I'd go out publicly and I would have attention. McCain would have attention and the the, the media would come up to me. I refused to talk to them. They were, they go, you don't want to talk to us? You can get your word out. And I says, no, no, I'll talk to you and you'll get your word out that you think I said. And, and this is how they are. It's and, and I've had a lot of experience with this. And this is why I do what I do because no one tells me what to do. It's kind of like the Beatles song, I'm in an octopus's garden. We'll be so happy, you and me, where no one's there to tell us what to do. That's how I feel doing this job. I am free to say what I see.
1: Well, you know, Dave, people ask me, why are you broadcasting on mainstream media radio stations? Why do you play the game with them? And, Dave, uh, we've infiltrated and subverted them. We're on uh, stations now in Texas and California we're going into syndication in 2024 our goal is to be in 200 markets and my feeling is we we've kind of uh turned turned the turned the board around on them we're in their turf that satanic luciferian controlled media apparatus that is clearly as peter jennings and your new york times guy told us it's a construct and a narrative But I have a contract where I control the content and they like me because I bring them a lot of business still in mainstream media. So they leave me alone. I get a call every now and then from uh, an executive at a radio network saying, do you have to talk about human trafficking or pedophilia on the show? And I said, (laughs) absolutely. These are the issues of our time. Did you see The movie uh, Sound of Freedom, for crying out loud, he called me after I had a discussion about Sound of Freedom and human trafficking and pedophilia and told the story about traveling with James Brown and his crew. I produced a TV show called Living in America when he had his big hit, Living in America. James Brown had backup singers, some in the front of the stage that were 40, 50 year old women, some in the back that looked 20, 25. But I was with these girls backstage one day they were smoking a cigarette no hair on no no wigs no makeup and i thought to myself where are these girls parents they're young i asked them how old are you girls they kind of giggled and looked at each other okay you're scotty you're with the tour you're cool uh we're 14 and 15 years old now the significance of that Uh is james brown thought nothing of grabbing their ass pinching their body parts in in places he shouldn't be touching and talking dirty to them. So this idea of pedophilia Dave was nothing new. This was in the 90s living in America and you know, they're so open about it. Like the whole band and the whole crew and the whole cast of characters that traveled on this tour was okay with this. I I was sick to my stomach that night over it that knowing these girls were 14 and 15 and watched them go behind closed doors with James several times. So, you know, I finished up the tour and went about my business and didn't think a lot about it again. But uh, back to my radio show, you know, I, I love being in the belly of the beast of mainstream media because there are a lot of good flyover country conservatives, people who listen to the Charlie Kirk's, the Sean Hannity's, the Mark Levins. They don't know if if they're not listening to shows like yours or mine or, you know, any of the podcasters in Alternative Truth or Media. They really are still in the matrix. They're really still drinking the Kool-Aid and eating the blue pills every day, so to speak. And I love being able to wake them up in mainstream media.
0: Yeah, it can be a problem. I've had some crossover and I've had some mainstream media stations dump me. I actually had an executive call me once and it was on the same topic, child sex trafficking. And I said, oh, well, sir, do you have children? Yeah, how old are they? Just out of curiosity, 14 and 10. I said, you should be thanking me. I said, yeah, I'm keeping your kids from being snatched off the street. And he didn't say a word for about thirty seconds. And I said, Your audience needs to hear this. Parents need to protect their children. They need to know the dangers. And he says, I let this go on, I'm gonna lose sponsors. I said, Doesn't that tell you what side of the fence they're on?
1: Indeed. Have you ever talked to Kathy O'Brien?
0: Did I know, you know of the- her. I know of her, yes. But I haven't yeah, talked Yeah, so
1: her. she was born into an MK Ultra sex slave family. Right, yes. Yeah, and uh, for uh, the first thirty years of her life, it's all the only life she knew was uh, parents. The parents were sharing their kids with one another. Like, can you imagine swapping with your wife? Swapping wives is one thing; that's adults by consent. Swapping your children out with another family—unspeakable whores, right? But this is the life she grew up in, and and she's now out. Uh, very publicly speaking and making the rounds, and I'll connect you if you'd like to talk to her. But oh, I'd love fascin- to. Fascinating yeah. story because she's a real tr- story of triumph. She's she's now living a a normal life. She's helping uh, victims of human trafficking and pedophilia, uh, in the MKUltra world, um, start a new life and get over their you know the pain and misery they lived in for so many years. Uh, but the world we're living in, Dave, isn't nice, and it isn't all uh, bunnies and fluff, is it?
0: No. No, it's truly Satan's planet, and uh, we're visitors here, um, and we're here to fight a war. So that's what we're doing. And um, we're I'm fighting this war with the Maui people. By the way, since we talked earlier today on the Common Sense Show Minute on your show, um, someone ran an article today, my friend at Freedom's Phoenix, Ernie Hancock, and the governor got caught admitting Maui is a smart city or going to be a smart county, smart city. And then he realized, oh, what did I say? And he tried to take it back. Uh, everything I've been saying, he blurted it out. And uh, Ernie and I have talked a lot about this. So he just he thought, well, I'm going to put that up there and let Dave know I've got it. Um, yeah. So,
1: yeah. It, How about the it, governor of New Mexico is about to get Oh uh, my! really gosh. about to get uh, fried, at, fried at the steak there? Well, uh, I know that gun
0: owners of America suing her and one other gun organization and uh, there's talk in the legislature about impeaching her, but she's getting indignant. And and I know she's taken marching orders, but look at California. Newsom just signed a bill that uh, allows for the uh, very high tax on ammunition and guns. So it's just total obliteration of the Second Amendment. And, uh, you know, I look at China's told the Democrats to take our guns. And I'm thinking, why? And I'll tell you why. Cause they're coming for us. There's no question in my mind. If you've read anything about the last three defense ministers in China prior to this one, they've all said the same thing. We want to occupy America for its resources and we're not going to do cohabitation. That can only mean one thing. So that is they, pretty interesting. But speaking of kids, you've got, you've got some sources that are telling you stories about what I'm concerned about from the department of education in Hawaii. And this was very early on the Lahaina school district had 3,001 students. And to this date, as far as I know, nothing's been changed. 2,025 are missing. And um, I'm concerned because, you know, as I told you earlier today, uh, I've seen Lahaina buses carrying tourists out, and that was from the school district the morning of the fire. Uh, but they then they trapped the people in by blocking the roads, and then the buses. I, I, I've got I saw a video where they did uh, Google Earth day before, Google Earth day after the fire. Fifteen big buses in the bus lot. No buses in the bus lot the day after. Where are the buses? Where are the kids? And then there was a reporter there that was uh, at Ground Zero and managed to get in with the press pass. And he asked the mayor, he said, where are the children? He said, I want to know where the children are. This is our most pressing issue. And the, and he ignored me. He says, please don't ignore me. I'd like you to answer the question for all the parents out there. And a Maui police officer came up and put the guy in a headlock.
1: That's what we're dealing with, Scotty. Yeah. Well, Dave, as you know, I told you, I shared with you, and we can only hope, God willing, um, uh, my military intelligence uh, homeland security contacts, two different sources have told me those kids are out of harm's way and that the military came in very shortly after the smoke cleared, literally, and uh, found the kids and took those kids into military possession and that they're safe and they will or have been reunited with their parents. You know, the military doesn't do anything. Overtly, everything is covert right, right. now. Right. As is the entire white hat operation that's working against this deep state cabal, not just in Lahaina but globally. And yeah, Dave. So we can only pray that what I've heard is true. You know, there's a lot of information flowing. There's also disinformation that comes out. So uh, I hope this one is information, and uh, it came from two good sources that said the same. So I'm pretty confident. Uh, we can rest assured those kids are not in the deep state cabal hands.
0: Uh without revealing anything that would compromise anybody, can you give any indication of how high up your sources are? I'm assuming they were military.
1: Uh connected uh directly to military intelligence and homeland security. Uh like right right there, Dave. Yeah. Do you both, have any details? Both, both any... of them are let's call them insiders.
0: Okay. Do you have any operational details about how the rescues were executed? No,
1: they, they won't. I asked, they won't reveal anything right now. Nobody's talking. Okay. Uh, I just pressed them about the kids. I said, what do you know about them? Uh, at first, you know, they wouldn't talk about it, but at the, at the end of the day, uh, we heard the kids are safe. So, um, it's good news. Uh, I hope it's true. Uh, on occasion, my sources put out this information as they say, they wanted to get out to the podcasters because they know the deep state's listening to the Common Sense Show and to Sovereign Radio. They're they're uh, not without their <laughs> at least their bots are listening, right? So they they on occasion put out disinformation to throw the deep state off. But Dave, I think this is pretty uh, safe to say that uh, the military we've heard there's been some uh, some battles, gun battle, literally hand to hand combat. I've heard this yeah, too. Yeah, that there were some Marines in there that uh, ended up shooting. Um, I think they were uh, state of Hawaii or FEMA. FEMA, that's what I heard. That some FEMA employees who were uh, doing some of the bad things. Maybe the people behind the soil removal were FEMA. Do you know who they were? Those people that were well, removing topsoil. The, the news report from Miss Richardson said that they were uh, uh, EPA. EPA. Okay, so. They're government agencies under the uh, fake Biden administration, so they're not good people. We know that, right? Whether they're FEMA or EPA, they're not. They're not the white hats. Yeah, just as a matter of reference, what Scotty was asking me about was
0: something I had told him earlier today that the EPA and FEMA were scraping off the topsoil putting it in trucks, and then driving it to a gun range on Maui, and then converting the the truck, hauling the dirt. The dirt went into 55-gallon drums, which incidentally were blue. And this was a news report on Maui News Now. Uh That report got scrubbed. Fortunately, a gentleman had saved a report on his YouTube channel, and I went and grabbed part of it and filed a report on this yesterday. Uh And there, it's a clear evidence of covering up a crime, they said they were going to ship the dirt to an unknown location in the mainland. I'm talking, to, to, and this is what they did at Paradise. I told my friend Paul Preston about that, who was all over the Paradise situation. He walked the ground. He said, Dave, that's what they did here. And, uh, so they got to take out the evidence because it would probably contain high levels of radiation and thermite. So that's what we were referencing when we talked about who was taking the dirt off. Um, but the children, uh, here's, here's what I'd like to know. Um, and I'm sure you don't have an answer or you'd have told me, but I want to know, okay, how they're rescued, but more importantly, how they're reunited with their families. Are they in danger because this destroys the narrative? And, uh, is this why they're not speaking out in public? Why, why a parent's not going to the news station and here I've been reuni- you reunited with my kid. Do you have any feelings about this? Well, I
1: don't think they've yet been reunited with their families. I think they're, for the reasons you're saying, that if they just cut them loose, they may be compromised sources. So right now, I believe they're being kept wherever, you know, some facility. They're being uh, housed by the military.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, right now, go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code
1: Hodges. And that's the important thing that I heard, that they're in safe hands, that there was a rescue mission. The military was well aware of those 2,300-some school kids and went in there after the smoke cleared and unre- unreported uh and... um that they are in safe hands of kids. So uh, again, let's pray it's true. What I really find interesting is none of the school officials are speaking out.
0: Superintendent, uh, principal, they're not speaking out, and this is what you wouldn't expect to find because you think the reporters would be flocking to them. What do, there were two schools that were in session that day out of the three in Lahaina, and the government's trying to lie and say none of the schools were in session. Well, I went to their website and found their start dates, and I also found that the one school. That started that day sent the kids home or allegedly home. So I would imagine if a rescue was initiated by the good guys, that it probably happened before the kids got into Lahaina. They probably were rescued right at the school. But someone is making that principal be quiet. Because, Scotty, as I told you today, I know about lockdown drills, I know about bus evacuation drills. I know the protocols. I know the laws in all 50 states because they're all the same, and they originate from DHS recommendations, and they say you have to have line of sight, and if there's a crisis, you either bus evacuate them or lock them down at school and protect them there. No principal would ever release kids unless someone higher up ordered him to do it. And I, as you told me today, you thought, well, if that happened, the governor was probably the one, and I agree with you. Yeah. But I'm just wondering where the intervention point was that would have saved their lives uh and because it's interesting these people you can't ask them about the children the police chief the mayor people who should be
1: wanting to give answers will answer no questions about the children well that's a clear sign to me that this was a planned event one they don't want to talk about one they don't want to give us answers to because as a deep state you know doesn't like to uh Reveal, uh, their, their operations. Uh, you know, Dave, in a, on a bigger picture note, uh, you and I are also hearing about the grid shutdowns and I'm hearing the white hats, the good guys are going to shut down the grid for reasons of executing their missions, including the emergency broadcast system, uh, some broadcasting of some truths about everything from 9 11 to the pandemic. You know, these things sound crazy, but They have been working for 60 plus years on, you know, on the other side, fighting the cabal. So I believe, Dave, this year, before we hit the Christmas holiday, we're going to see some major movement. One of one of the two sides, the White Hats or the Deep State, the White Hat Military Alliance. that has been working since Kennedy's assassination or the Deep State will prevail on a level that will be obviously who who is one. World War Three, And uh, I believe it will be the White Hats and um, this alliance that's been working. And um, if, in fact, they do things like extract Biden and launch the EBS and flip the switch, you know, how much longer can we operate in a fiat currency with 73 percent of the world now going asset back? So that's got to happen. We got to have a shift and change, uh, a global currency reset, a financial reset of a sort. All these things, Dave, I'm talking about, I believe will happen this year. Yeah, I I think you're right. I
0: I don't have any information about a white hat grid down. It's coming from the other side that is supposedly going to do this. Two hours on uh, Thursday, the 14th, and then a more permanent one, three months long on the 23rd. And the purpose of the 23rd is to send out hit teams to kill people like you and I. That would be cartel. The higher-level hit teams from the Russian and Chinese immigrant squads that have crossed our border will go after uh, selected targets politically and in the corporate world that aren't cooperative. Uh, and also that includes military officers. I, that that part I'm really confident is true. Um, but it doesn't surprise me that if the good guys were to find out that the grid is in jeopardy, they're thinking, okay. It's going to happen. We're going to co-opt the operation. And I think that's what we're looking at. Let me share this with you. And I'm not going to identify who, but someone who's close to me, uh, someone who I've known for decades uh, really well. This person had occasion to talk to base commanders when they were in active duty. And um, we were driving down the street one day. This is six months ago, eight months ago and he was we we're talking about China and he goes well the commanders i talk to when the poop hits the fan they're not listening to biden they're not listening to the pentagon and the joint chiefs they have they're going to take operational authority and they're going to do what they need to do and i said how many bases are you talking about and then it hit him he goes oh god i forgot what you do for a living and uh <laughs> i said i'm not going to reveal you but i said is this widespread? And he said, yes. And I said, majority. And he says, I couldn't tell you. I only know from the people that would talk to me. And he was in a position to have these conversations about base security to protect various kinds of equipment. And, um, I personally have talked to two people in operational command structures, courtesy of one of my military, um, um, sources. And I've talked to him personally, And they have told me that they expect there to even be gun battles at the Pentagon when the poop hits the fan. And one person admitted, he says, I have a duty post to the Pentagon. And this was a year and a half ago. And and I don't know if he still does, but he said, I've had to smuggle in a gun for my own protection. He goes, I'm telling you, we will be shooting at each other. And we know who each other, who we are, um, on what side people are on. So I've heard the same story. In many ways. And so I do know there's a white hat contingent, you know, in the old days who the white hats were, it was the submarine fleet. It was the space command when it was still secret. And it was also uh, at least one of the two secret space commands. There's two of them, but one of them was, and then good part of the Marine Corps and probably about half the army commandants uh,
1: commanders are uh, on the side of
0: the Constitution.
1: Dave, I hear the same exact thing recently. The The very forces you're speaking of, the submarines, Space Force, Marines, 100%, and about half the military are on the side of the White Hats, and you know who they believe their commander-in-chief is? Donald John Trump is oh, yeah, commander-in-chief. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, when he when he pulled into Atlanta to get arraigned and arrested that day, He had a complete presidential motorcade, including an ambulance. He had the motorcycle cops leading the way. He had all the stretch limos. He had an ambulance. An ambulance only rides in a motorcade with the president of the United States, Dave. So the White Hats do see Donald Trump as their commander in chief, Space Force and the military intelligence, the, the guys I get my information from. They're saying a lot of the same things your sources are saying. So it, it's good to hear from another source because our our sources are not connected in any way, shape, not or form. that we not so, that we know of, yeah. not that we know of. They you know they probably know people in common, but in yeah. any event, it's good to hear it from another way because I truly believe they're going to lower the boom. I mean, they've gone so far as to say, you know, we wanted to extract Obama from the White House, but we felt we'd have a civil war back in 2015, so we they didn't do it but they're ready to extract Biden from the White House, perp walk him publicly, arrest him, and shut down the grid. This is part of the White Hat shutdown of the grid to launch the emergency broadcast system. So the only thing we're listening to is what the military puts out, and that information will be uh, from soup to nuts, the truth about a lot of things. So, uh, <laughs> And again, I think that's going to happen sooner rather than later. We're hearing somebody, one of my sources said, by thanksgiving we'll have a lot to be thankful for
0: well i hope that's true but i also think it could turn bloody let me tell you what i think the trump Indeed. card is on the other side pun intended um biden signed an illegal treaty with the world health organization when he first came into office and reestablished our membership and he, when you sign an agreement with a foreign entity that's a treaty and as a result it should have had to go through the senate with a two-thirds approval vote he knew he didn't have the votes so he went ahead and just uh acted like a dictator but one of the parts of the agreement and uh it's there for everybody to read uh if he declares a health emergency the un can come in you know the world health organization with the un can come in and they can bring peacekeepers and that could include china uh and 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 i'm th- i'm telling you i think we're going to see and UN soldiers for that matter well they are. well blue helmeted chinese is what i'm talking yeah. about um isn't it funny that their helmets are blue? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a definite, the definite uh, reference to do weapons there. Yeah. But but I but what I've seen though with this, well, you said something I want to go back to. You're absolutely right about um, wanting to remove um, Obama. Uh, it happened. I don't know if there was another incident, but it happened in 2012, right before the 2012 election. Chris Stevens, the ambassador, had repeatedly asked Hillary Clinton for more protection, and she refused. He wanted a company of Marines. She gave him four bodyguards. So he knew he was in trouble. And he actually had contact with General Ham, the commander of AFRICOM at the time, and also Admiral McKinnon, who was in charge of Carrier Task Force 3. Well, when the attack started, on Ham, uh, I mean, on uh, uh, the the ambassador, uh, Ham and McKinnon were uh, qu- communicating with each other. And they were both of the mind that they wanted to get rid of Obama. And if they could rescue the ambassador, if they could take Stevens out of harm's way, they figured he'd sing like a canary about the corruption in the Obama administration and there'd be a regime change. Because you remember, this is the time when Obama's cleaning house on command level officers. And and uh, so there were over 300 that were taken out by Obama. So they had motivation to take him out. And they were ready to launch a rescue mission. Um, uh, McKinnon was going to give air cover. Helicopters were coming in with Army Rangers, and they were going to rescue Stevens. But before they could launch, they didn't know. But Panetta had embedded two um, CIA agents as their executive officers. And they were promptly arrested.
1: So that's unbelievable. Well, the the, the only reason um, they didn't finish the job. And I heard 2015 was the military came to the conclusion there'd be a civil war if they took Obama out. Now, there's a, a doctor, Jan, I want to say Gerber, but I'll get you her last name. She's been making the rounds. She's a Department of Defense contractor, obviously has been in, given permission to talk to us in the truth or media she's been making the rounds on podcast talking about her role as a dod contractor surveilling social media she's got a team of six they study social media to get the pulse and the temperature of america where we're at as a nation with uh everything and their job is to feed back to the military and military intelligence the they're results from surveillance of social media. And she says she believes they now believe they're at 70 to 80 percent acceptance level. If they did take Biden out, if the military went in today and extracted him, that 70 to 80 percent of this country would go along with it. There's no more fear. She said they no longer fear the threat of civil war if they do that. If they take Biden out, there's no No further threat of civil war on the military intelligence side. So that's pretty encouraging. Well,
0: to go back to the Benghazi story, this was right before the election. So they had to take Stevens out because his drug dealing for the CIA and all this other stuff was coming out. So that was the motivation to set him up to be killed uh, by Hillary Clinton and Obama. But what's interesting is when the coup attempt failed, uh, my friend that was former high-ranking general came to me and goes, I'm going to give you an exclusive and you're not going to be able to second source it. And I said, okay. And I asked him after the operation failed. I said, well, you were close to a coup. Why don't you just do another one? And he said, look, dummy, words to that effect, words I can't repeat here. He said, this was a coup of opportunity. He said, the American people will never accept uh, a coup at this time. He said, we think only about a quarter of the people would support it. And I, and I, that's how I know you're absolutely right on the money with what you're saying. And I said, What number do you need to execute a coup? How many people would overtly have to demonstrate they'd be in favor? And he said, At least two thirds of the country. So it matches what you're saying.
1: It matches. By the way, her name is Dr. Jan Helper or Dr. Jan Helper Hayes. Let me get that right. Dr. Jan Helper Hayes. You can search her. Uh, work with doc, uh, with, uh, David Nino Rodriguez. That's a podcast you can find on Rumble. David Nino Rodriguez, he's a former, uh, MMA fighter. She's also been on with Mike Jaco, former Navy SEAL, and she is the one working for the DOD, surveilling the pulse of America. Where they're getting these yeah. numbers is from this team they have that's. Spends twenty four seven looking at social media, looking at posts, looking at really where we're at, taking the temperature of the water of America. And yeah, there, she says that seventy to eighty percent. That's why they no longer fear a civil war or uh, a coup, as you say. So interesting. I think we're close to some big things happening, Dave. I have let's someone, just hope it's on the white hat side that we, you know, you that know, we I, see it happen.
0: About June or May or June. I got a phone call out of the blue and it was from Virginia and the number was uh, restricted. It was called, it said, restrict them in the caller ID. And against my better judgment, I took it because usually they're just uh telecom guys and, and I took it and I just had a sense. And they said, this is Mr. Hodges, the common sense show. And I said, yes. And I'm thinking, okay, here comes the sales pitch. Someone wants to buy the website. And, and they said, well, I'm so-and-so and I'm not going to divulge uh, who I'm associated with. But let's put it this way. I'm working on behalf of friends, friends to you, friends to America. And she said, I want to know your background. And I said, why? She goes, because your podcast is going off the charts and ratings. And I said, why do you want to know this? She goes, I'm trying to measure the pulse of the country. And this was a female. Did not identify herself. She goes, I don't really want to give my name, but I'm I, I real. Bet this, I bet you it's Shan's team that was calling you. And, and so what she ended up, what this person ended up saying to me, they, she said, Dave, how'd you get started in this? And I told her about my background. I said, I didn't want to do this. I said, but I am the son of a former naval intelligence officer and I know what he was involved in. As he told me when he was terminal and he was working with captured German scientists and he put the first nukes on the first carrier in the, in the Navy, uh, was on real pretty high level stuff. And I said, he warned me about a lot of the stuff that's happening now. And I said, I put it aside. I pursued my career as an education and coaching. And I said, but when McCain's mafia tried to steal my property from me, I said, I got into action and I saw all these things out there. And I said, I got to do my part. And uh, that's what she wanted to know. And she she asked me, what are your plans? And I said, I'm staying on the job. I said, I'm going to stay until someone stops me or until we turn these people over to the authorities and we we get our country back. So it's interesting you'd say that, but this is right out of the measuring my pulse. And she said, well, we're encouraging you to do this. And she goes, "Um, we need more people like you. And she said, if there are more people like you, there can be some profound changes. And that's how she left this. Would you recognize her voice if you? Yeah, it was an Eastern accent. It was kind of like you might someone from like New York, maybe, or New England.
1: Well, um, that, that, that may be Dr. Jan Hayes that called you because. Oh, really? Yeah. As far as I know, she leads this team of six people that watch social media, watch the podcasts to get the pulse of America and to t- to take our temperature. She really says the military no longer fears what they did in fifteen two thousand fifteen 2015. Yeah. They no longer fear any kind of pushback or civil war or any kind of real, uh other than acceptance. If they were to remove Joe Biden from office, They feel the country would now accept that.
0: Well, I'm wondering if that here's what I'm hearing. And you notice Kamala Harris has been trotted out in the media now. Are you ready to take over for Joe Biden after that? And I'm wondering if they're not trying to head off this operation, realizing that their weak link is Biden and the public will support a move. So let's get Biden out. Now you can't move against the first female president who's also a
1: woman of color. That may be what they're trying to what they're doing. Right. They really don't have a candidate for twenty twenty four. If if not Michelle Obama or Michael Obama, who who would they run? Who's got the power and the muscle to stand there against the Donald Trump in twenty twenty four? Certainly, Biden has no no reasonable means of beating Trump, and nor nor do any of the Republican candidates. Well, I don't think the Republicans are any more uh, formidable except for
0: Trump, and it's my fear. I agree with Tucker. If Trump survives these challenges and his popularity remains intact, I believe they're going to try to kill
1: him. Oh, they're, they're, they already have several times, I'm sure. You know, I think it was in his first year of presidency. It did make the news. Very, very few. One of his um, events on a golf course, I believe the golf course was the one in um in in uh England or, or he's got a golf course in England somewhere, Trump, or he's got some ownership. He was at that golf course doing an event. Greenpeace was given permission to come in via parachute and protest. And Greenpeace landed and a guy got up that was with Greenpeace, supposedly, and he fired a some type of laser at Trump. It hit Donald Trump's Uh, Secret Service agent who died that death was reported as a heart attack, but it did mention that he was hit by some form of laser. So there have been assassination attempts at Trump. You know, somebody told me um, that was once in secret service that Trump has five rings of security that extend out four to five miles wide. So to get to Trump, you got to get through five layers of security Uh, And as you go in closer and closer, those rings get tighter and tighter and tougher to penetrate.
0: Yeah, it would have to be an inside job, I think, to get to him. But Let me tell you, though, this is I have a broadcast partner named Doug Thornton, ex-DHS supervisor. And he told me before he left DHS a little over a year ago, he said they game planned this. He said they didn't think it would be a grassy knoll kind of assassination. He said, I think it's going to be a mass casualty event. The target is really going to be Trump, but they're going to kill 100,000 people and make it look like he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. That Mm -hmm.
1: was what they practiced at DHS. Well, that would would be a logical way, right? These rallies that he does, you sometimes wonder, are they really sending Donald Trump to these rallies these days? Or is that a body double? Who knows, right? Well, that's really interesting. Do you think Biden's a double? I've actually, uh interesting you asked that, I asked a Hollywood makeup artist to take a close look at Joe Biden 2023 and Joe Biden 2016, or 2000, whenever, whenever he was vice president. So she p- pulled up a picture of 2012 and current, and she said, this man that's now Joe Biden, if she didn't know any better, he's wearing a mask. Mm-hmm that he's got some type of uh, Hollywood mask on. And she said, I see all the signs of of a facial mask that's made by a Hollywood makeup artist on this Joe Biden currently compared to the one of the past. You mean like a Mission Impossible mask? Yeah. Yeah. That kind Uh, of thing. Exactly.
0: Wow. Um, Would I be surprised? No, because there are some profound differences. Of
1: course my brother can. explains it as, fa- as he had plastic surgery, but there's some real differences you can't explain when you look at the pictures. And this is a makeup artist who's top tier Hollywood, who's done everything from.
0: Oops. We got a little freeze. Action and, she here.
1: and she said, Scotty, that's a mask. She said, that's a mask. The guys wearing.
0: Wow. That is uh, in my surprise. Not in the least. Uh, I'm friends with John Moore broadcast over on RBN. And he's convinced it's not the real deal. And uh I I tend to think that's probably the case. And I've looked at him. But the hands of time can do things, too. So, you know, I'm not enough of an expert to make a judgment. But, you know, Hollywood makeup artist? Yeah. But the thing is, is uh the guy they're using right now, I mean, his mind is out to pasture. There's no question. Guy can't
1: find his way out of the room. So Personally, uh, I think he's a great actor. He's playing a role like a lot of these people are. I think he's actually an actor that's been hired to play a role that the White Hats are that much in control, that everything that's happened in the three years of Biden has been done to expose the deep state agenda to show the sleepers. And we know the last three years of the Biden administration, a lot of people have woken up, haven't they? That's interesting. Yeah. Um, I'll go a step further. I hate to say these things on a broadcast because. They're out there, but I have had very intelligent, grounded sources tell me the real Joe Biden was tried by a military tribunal in 2019 and put to death. And maybe that will come out when the EBS and all those things that are supposed to surface. That's a hard one to wrap my arms around that, yeah. you know, the real Joe Biden is gone. But the one that we're looking at now ain't Joe Biden to me. Yeah, a lot of people are saying that a lot of people. Well, I, I will know
0: more about uh, grid down, deep state versus yeah. the white hats. Uh, I'm on, I'm, I'm going to that conference on Thursday, uh, 40 nation drill, uh, simulated takedown, uh, of the, of the infrastructure and the power system. And, uh, it's, it's going to be interesting. Uh, but one thing that's, we didn't say, and I want to tell people get prep people because here's the bottom line. On October 4th, this is public information, the government's doing their own scheduled defense drill, and they're going to take over every electronic device and broadcast through it. That's That's been announced, and it's at 2.20 p.m. Eastern time on October 4th.
1: Scotty, we're out of time. Tell people how they can listen to Sovereign Radio. It's a great show. Well, thanks, Dave, uh, for having the Uncommon Sense show, and uh, hopefully on the Common Sense Minute next week, you can share some information about that uh, meeting you're attending. Well, Absolutely listeners, well can yeah. find, listeners can find us on SovereignRadio.net. You'll find our radio station affiliates and our podcast affiliates right there, SovereignRadio.net. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to
0: thank you for joining us here. And Our guest has been Scotty Sacks. Scotty, very interesting stuff. Thank you for taking the time to be with us. Thank you, Dave.